it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat Heat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's up? Uh, I probably shouldn't be smiling like this right now. Um, given the, because given of the, the mood, state of the, the mood franchise. Of, the mood of the heat, yeah, around the Heat right now. It's uh, That was a rough trip to be on. Not a lot of happy moments for the team. Uh, a lot of injuries. Um, I was wondering if I was going to get injured myself. I did not come back with a win. First winless trip for the Heat. First winless four-game trip for the Heat since 2008. Yeah. First under Eric Spolstra. But I did come back with this nice wow. for Some great for you, sponsors David. on there, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that was a great sponsor here. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me go down the history of this hat. I, so. I believe Anton Jameson designed that hat, if I really? if I read the, like, because it was the night they honored the uh, yeah. Gilbert trio, because Karan is in the building, obviously. Karan was there, and I saw Anton, I saw Gilbert, and um, I, I this is not It was sl- the first time Gilbert was back in the building since, really? his, like, since he was playing. I mean, as, as an invite, maybe he came to a game at some point just, yeah. like, by himself, but as an invited... Uh, like guest of the team, first time since um his buying days, obviously. That's surprising. I, and this is this is not a slight on them because they were really good and did some really good things as a trio. But I did not know that they called them over there the big three. Big three. They were the original big three. I was like, what? The big three's here? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but no, not. I mean, I know they're important over there and they're beloved. So that, that was it. Was a cool night over there. It was it just, at a it, press conference. Uh, and, honestly, it just kind of goes to show you how dark the last <laughs> 40 years have been for the Washington Wizards. That that yeah. that team that never made it out of the the second like round yeah. is yeah. like beloved. Yeah, a little uh, different than the big three in Miami. But yeah, exactly. The team from my childhood. Good. Yeah. Uh, no, they, they, it, it explains a lot of my basketball opinions is the fact that Gilbert Arenas was like the most important basketball figure to me. And uh, when I was like 12 years old, that was a fun team, though, I have to say they didn't win the championship, but they were a fun team. They were. They they uh, got into it with LeBron a couple. Of yeah, times. That was, those are good series. Deshaun Stevenson was that was where the, the beef originated. Oh. Uh, Soldier Boy was involved one year. It was it was it was fun times to, to, to be a Washingtonian basketball fan. Those are good times. Those are good. And, and Gilbert, Gilbert was one of the best scorers in the NBA. Like, yeah, I mean, he played in the NBA right now. He, he would was, be like ridiculous. Yeah, no, he's he's. I feel like he's underrated. Like just the years he yeah. had. Washington, a short like, short peak. Short peak, but he was great. Yeah. But yeah, really, really good. Um, all right, that's enough time. Uh, <laughs> the wasting Wizards? time on the Wizards. Um, we got to talk about uh, another mediocre basketball team, and that is the Miami Heat right now. Uh, like you said, first winless four game trip since 2008. Um, it was, uh, I, I would say, a trip that was like kind of verging on a couple really, you know, they lost a couple of close games that I think would have been really good wins, right? That Minnesota game, um, the Washington game. Yeah. Um, you know, 
they they obviously got beaten beaten up in a couple other ones, but but a couple moments there where it looked like they were going to have like kind of this moral victory. Um, you know, I think even winning one game on the trip, the way the injuries started to pile up, would have kind of felt obviously a, a lot different. Um, but they come back now, four games below 500. Um, play two in a row now against uh, the Wizards uh, around Thanksgiving. Um, but it's it's um, they they got a lot of ground to make up now, and and I know obviously it's not not the Heat's fault, right? Like you, you look yeah. at some of the injuries they had, like they were never gonna have a very successful trip with with the, all the guys they had out. But um, you know we're we're getting close to the quarter mark of the season, and and the Heat are what way down at last I saw twelfth place in 12th the East. Place, I don't know yeah. how it, if it changed last night, but. Yeah, twelfth place in the East. Uh, it's uh, tough times right now for Miami. Yeah, I, I you kind of covered it there. Like they led at halftime in three of the four games. Yeah, right. And led big in the Minnesota game too. Led big in the Minnesota game. Led by five with one minute left against the Wizards. Yeah. Um, before it went to overtime, and then they they were outscored three to two in overtime to lose the game, which is incredible. <laughs> Um. So, but yeah, one win. Was, I've seen soccer games with higher scoring overtimes. I think Kyle Lowry laughed after the game about it. Even after the loss, he was like, "Yeah, it was great basketball, three two in overtime." <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like, and he had seven guys available in that in that Washington game. Like, there were some good things that happened considering their circumstances, and even one win would have been probably seen as like a, a good trip just because of everything they went yeah. through. But and last year they would have won one or even two of those games. Like how many of those type of games did they win last year? Where oh, I mean that was honestly like there's a lot of stories of last season, but one of the stories of last season that gets forgotten is that they handled the COVID yeah winter better than anyone. Better than almost just like anyone. random yeah. guys coming in and all those guys played well and they just kept winning. Yeah, but the bottom line is they didn't win a game, and they're seven and eleven. They have a very tough stretch coming up. You have two against Washington, which honestly, they're not easy games, and it's hard to beat a team twice, but you got to try to win those two games at home because then you go on the road uh, and face Atlanta, two games against Boston, and then you go to Memphis. Um, If the Heat don't get healthy, if they don't get a few wins here, if they lose one of these Washington games, I mean, I still think this team healthy is a top five team in the East. I still feel strongly about that, but... They're digging themselves so deep into a hole that even when they do get healthy, considering their schedule coming up, it's going to be tough. Um, and they still, we still don't really know kind of their identity, which we've talked about from the beginning of the year. Are they, last year, they're an elite defensive team. This year, I mean, they haven't been healthy, but they haven't really even been average on defense. They've been, yeah. I think their defensive rating is like, I guess a little, pretty much average, like 14, 13, but. That's because their zone is carrying them. They're playing 25% of the possessions on zone, which is insane. They're on pace to shatter the NBA record for most zone play in the year. They have, like, the third-best zone defense. And with that heavy usage, that's carrying their defense because their man-to-man defense is second-worst in the NBA. So that's, is that sustainable? Probably not. Um, so I, they haven't really been good on defense. And off, offensively, they're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA, which last year they are the best three-point shooting team. Yeah. Like, there's just – so many things that last year were strengths that are weaknesses this year. And a lot of that is because of injury, but also they also just haven't been able to replicate the formula that won 
them so many games last season. And it is concerning because you're reaching that magical 20 game mark now and you're nowhere close to where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, it, again, like you said, it's, it's hard to almost hard to evaluate this team fully yeah. um, because we have not seen a full strength. But obviously, like you said, the concerning part is in those small that small sample size of games that we have seen them fully healthy. What they haven't had Jimmy Bam and uh, Tyler in a game since November one, November 1st. Yeah. When they beat the Warriors. So like there, there are very few games that we've seen them all, but for the most part, they just haven't played well in those games either. So no, um, that that's the concerning part is you can't, it's, I mean, you can talk yourself into like, Oh, we just need to get healthy because, um, you know, because we, uh, we played well last year, but right. you, you can't really look at, we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. You can't really look at anything that happened this year and feel good about this team. Um, and you know, the, the other, the other part of it is the, I mean, he got the one seed last year, right? Like, do they get to the Eastern Commons finals if they don't get the one seed? I don't know. Like they, they avoided Boston and Milwaukee until, uh, until the, uh, yeah. the Eastern conference finals, obviously they got a, you know, a very easy, you know, they, they rolled over Atlanta in the one eight matchup and then um, got a Philly team that was like kind of broken a little bit. And like they, they, the heat didn't really get tested until the Eastern conference finals. And obviously um, the heat had a lot of like, if, if they wind up in the seven or eight or even six, like it's just going to be, it's going to be a lot tougher for them. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I, I never want to like say anything's impossible because look what Boston did last year, right? Yeah. Where they just turned things around like drastically in January after a really bad start to the year. Um, but it's going to be really hard for the Heat to get a top two seed at this point, right? Like I'd, I'd, be, I'd be yeah, pretty much pretty shocked if they ended up at the top two seed in the East, considering how well Boston and Milwaukee are playing and where the Heat are at this point. Like they'd have to make up a ton of ground and really turn it around. So you're talking about yeah, you're going to have to probably face, and it's early, but the way things look right now, you're going to have to probably face one of those two teams, even if you do make it into the playoffs as a four or five seed in the second round. You know, you're not going to have you're right. not going to avoid those two teams until the conference finals. So the road is probably going to be tougher. They have a lot of things to figure out over these next few weeks and months. Um, this is now where they expected to be, obviously, when they brought this team back at 7-11. and 11. Um, Victor Oladipo hasn't played yet. We don't know when he's coming back. Tyler Hero... By the time you're listening to this, maybe he plays Wednesday against the Wizards, but he's questioned when he told reporters yesterday at a Thanksgiving event that he still feels discomfort in his ankle. Jimmy Butler's out, although spoke to somebody, and at first there was some concern of whether it might be serious in the injury, but all tests came back clean, and he is expected to come back soon. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's back at some point later this week. But we still have to figure out what this team is together. What? How does Tyler fit in the lineup? How does the rotation shake out? They, that whole, whole process has kind of been delayed because so many guys have been in and out. So, yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put it as like, yeah, the Heat are probably better than their record, but their record is their record, and that's where they are right now. And they have a lot of ground to make up um, if they want to get to where they want to be. Yeah, they're probably better than their record, but are they that much better than their record? That's like the, that, that's the that's a big part yeah. of the question, too. Because um, this team does not look like one of the best teams, even when, like we said, even when they've been healthy, um, does not look like one of the best teams in the East. Um, what were, uh, I guess we should like talk about something like that. I mean, like I said, it's hard to evaluate this team right now, but we should talk a little bit about the actual basketball we saw on this trip. 
um, which there were good moments, but, um, you know, I, I think a lot of the, the, well, I guess the one thing we should say is I think on the list of concerns you would have had about this team pretty high on the list would have been the inch, like they're, they're old or they're going to be able to stay healthy and that's right. come into fruition. And, and I, I think, Basically, the worst case scenario of what this season could be, both based on that and some of the basketball stuff we've seen, right? Like, like you said, the how does Tyler fit in the starting lineup? Um, how does that affect the roster? Um, you know, the eternally frustrating, I think, Bam Adebayo, like offensive uh, engine type of stuff is still like, you know, he was in obviously a really tough spot on this trip as the one star available, but like. But even him, he missed the first and two even, games. Of the and trip. even he missed yeah. the first couple games. Um, but what, what were your big takeaways basketball wise from this trip? Is there, is there anything we can actually learn from what we saw on the court? I think people need to stop complaining about Kyle Lowry's conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> He's been one of the only players been available all season. He's second in the NBA in minutes played, which is not ideal, obviously at 36 years old, but he's been uh-huh. able to carry that load. He played 51 minutes against Washington on a triple double. Um, he's not obviously I can do that every night, but the fact that he could do that still and is staying healthy and is playing back-to-backs and is playing those big minutes. I mean, he averaged 40 minutes a game on the trip, which is just insane. Um, yeah, I think that's one of my biggest takeaways is, like, all those people that are, like, complaining on large conditioning. I think we've spoken about this before. I feel like it's overblown because he played well last season until he strained yeah. his hamstring, and that was an injury, and it happens, right, to older players. It wasn't because of he's not in shape. He's obviously in shape. So that was my first big takeaway. Um, second, you know, we saw extended minutes with Nikola Jovic. And I think that's what everyone wanted to see. There were brought moments where his potential flashed. There were moments where I think we saw there was plenty of room to grow, especially on the defensive end and rebounding. Um, you could tell that Eric Spolstra, he doesn't trust him, but he played – other guys over him late in games because of kind of his defensive uh, mishaps throughout, you know, mm-hmm. his playing time where he played Jamal Kane over him. He played Orlando Robinson over him in a, one game. Like he, we, like, it's like we expected. He's, he's young. He's not that big yet. He's thin. Um, so he's not, you know, a great def- rim protector right now. And that's kind of what he were looking for in that zone. Um, so yeah, I, there were some things to take away, um, but it's really hard to take away anything uh, right. big picture because a lot of these guys, Jamal Kane, you know, Orlando Robinson playing 20, you know, 20 plus minutes against Washington. Um, Nicola, even like he was out of the rotation before this. Um, there's so many guys who have played big minutes that hey, would Highsmith played 30 minutes a game on the road trip. Just yeah, all these guys. Stuff won't that's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. It was good to see them get run and have get this experience, but. It's, this is not the Heat team that anybody expected to see a few weeks ago. You know, these are guys that are supposed to be back end of the roster guys that had to play big minutes because so many guys were out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Jovic because that's the biggest, uh, I'd say, bright spot from the trip. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's take a quick break and we'll, and we'll come back and, and break down some of the uh, maybe some of the interesting the the. the the, the, the young guys, the lessons we can take away from this trip. So uh, we'll be right back. Okay, so I think the biggest basketball takeaway you can actually make from the trip is, is seeing some of those young guys out there. Um, specifically, I think Jovic, obviously, is the one who's most interesting. And, and 
um, you know, he didn't look out of place, I don't think, on this road trip, which is, is pretty encouraging. Yeah, I mean, again, you saw his potential. He's very skilled offensively. Yeah. Um, has better toucher on the basket than I would have thought at this point, you know, in his career. Um, didn't shoot the three ball particularly well. He shot 20% on threes, mm-hmm. which is not great, obviously. Um, but you saw the potential. I mean, he, as a facilitator, he just has a good feel for the game. Um, he gets off the ball really quickly. He could push the ball in transition and, and kind of runs a fast break pretty nicely um, and looks smooth and fluid. Um, so, yeah, like there's a lot of there's something there for sure. But honestly, my big takeaway was like he still has a long ways to go. Um, I really think like I know a lot of people are pushing for him to play next to Bam and start and like play the guy and like give him a shot. What else do you have to lose at this point? But I think defensively. He just needs to get better, and that's going to yeah. come with time. And and rebounding as well, like four and a half rebounds in 30 minutes a game pretty much on the trip when you're playing in the front court. Yeah, he, at he that can't size, be you, 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 can't, you just right can't, now. right? So yeah. right now it's on necessity. You need somebody else like him to be playing big minutes because so many of the facilitators and scores are out. You need somebody like that out there. Um, but I still think that he's probably, you know, when, the, when that, everyone's back healthy or most of the rotation is back healthy, he probably won't be in it. Um, because of you know how much room he still has to grow, and and maybe that includes time in the G League. I know the Heat have talked about that, about him sending to the G League for more game reps. This has been good for him these last four games to get this extended time and see where he's at. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there I think just like with any young player, there were very encouraging things, but there were also things like okay, he still needs to get better at this, and and you know that's what that that's why that playing time is valuable. It reminds me a little bit of the what the Warriors had with their rookies last year, where it was like. Uh, Kuminga and Moody, like, every once in a while, like, they would have, like, little stretches where they were, like, important role guys for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you obviously not perfect players, but valuable contributors. And then once we got to the finals, those guys were nowhere to be found, right? I think Moody yeah. may – I think those guys may have played a little bit during the playoff run, if I remember correctly. But that's kind of what it feels like to be with Jovic. Like, we're going to have these certain games – certain stretches of the season where he's going to be important to this team and have good moments. Um, but if this team makes the playoffs and makes a big run in the playoffs, uh, it's hard to imagine that he's going to be a, a big factor. But like you said, I, I think, um, I, I think everyone, I think it's impossible not to feel better about him coming out of the trip. Sure. Because you can see, um, like you said, there's, there's flaws there, but you can see the, there were kind of flaws we knew he had already, right? He comes in yeah. with a, a skill set. And we saw that skill set translates into the NBA game in a way already at 19 years old in a way that is is really encouraging for a guy who, you know, again, he's 19 years old playing in Europe. Like you never kind of I didn't know we're better at evaluating European prospects now than we were 10 years ago. But you just you'd never know how the tr- the move from that to the athleticism, the speed of the NBA game is going to translate. And on, on the offensive end, I, I thought he looked pretty comfortable for the most part. Obviously, yeah. shot like he's got to shoot it better, but like. Good in, yeah. good in transition, good with right. the ball in his hands, um, like the the kind of stuff that we knew was his skill set. Like you you can see that it's gonna work here. Yeah, he has some stuff we just can't teach. Like this is feel mm-hmm. for the game. The fact like I, what impressed me so much is like he, how quickly he gets off the ball. Like he doesn't really hold the ball much. He's always looking for the next pass. Yeah. Um, this has a good vision. And for the twenty seventh pick, like late first round pick, you can't ask for much more than that. Like he has the potential to be. I would say a starting player in the NBA if he really like maximizes that potential. Like he has that type of sk- unique skill set. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there were encouraging moments. I think he's, you know, obviously you never know what happens in a trade, but he's a he's a long term piece for this team, right? Like he's a guy you could envision fitting nicely next to Bam as a front court partner, which he'd have been searching for. They like yeah. kind of it's a revolving door, but he could be that guy if he develops, you know, into a better defensive player, put some weight on, add some muscle, and become a better this even just average defensively. And also um, become a, better, a little bit of a better rebounder. So um, the numbers weren't great with him and Bam out there on mm-hmm. the trip. Um, so I don't hear. They were out and they played 36 minutes together over the last two games when Bam played, and they he were outscored by 13 points per 100 possessions. So again, nothing was good over those really much right. those two games, <laughs> but they weren't exactly producing like amazing results. So again, still work to be done, but encouraging. You mentioned uh, Haywood Highsmith playing 30 minutes a game on the trip. I think in the preseason we thought maybe he was going to be the next yeah. uh, guy to come out of nowhere. Uh, him, Jamal Cain, uh, any of these guys show you anything that makes you think that they're going to help the Heat uh, once everyone gets healthy? As depth guys, but not anybody that I feel like needs consistent minutes. You know, like Haywood Highsmith had moments. He's a good rebounder, eight rebounds yeah. a game, um, has length, the solid defender. Again, didn't shoot the ball well. Shot 25% on threes on the trip. Um, had a few turnover issues. Um, they shot 33% from the field. So not a great trip for him, but he has certain intangible things, certain skills because of his um, just physical gifts that make him interesting. But I, I don't think he's going to be a consistent rotation player when everyone's healthy. Jamal Cain, I thought, was impressive. Um, he fin- he made a few bit, uh, uh Baskets, you know, around the rim over Rudy Gobert, which I thought was really like not a lot of guys do that, right? And he, he was able to a few times, um, which impressed me. Um, but again, just a depth player that I think, you know, maybe if he need him because guys are out like this trip, he could help out. But I don't think any of these guys are going to be playing consistent minutes when when guys get back. Uh, so when, when are we thinking these guys are going to get back, by the way? You mentioned Tyler Hero, Jimmy Jimmy Butler, hopefully yeah. uh, not too Next week serious. or so, yeah. Yeah, so is the, is the hope basically by the time these, you know, like we said, they got a couple against the Wizards and then and some tough ones coming up. Um, now the, you know, the Wizards are pretty good, I guess, but um, is, the, is the hope that we might see some of these guys back on the floor by the time this ramps up again? Yeah, I think especially with Tyler and Jimmy, I, I would say hopefully, I think the hope is by next trip, right, where the, the trip starts on Sunday against mm-hmm. Atlanta. You would think by then Tyler and or Jimmy would be back at that point. Um, so they shouldn't be too long. Victor Oladipo, obviously, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he was on the trip. He was working out, but he says he still doesn't feel right. So I don't know if that's another month. I don't know if that's going to be three weeks. Like That's like mm-hmm. a fluid thing. Obviously, Omer, you're seven under one surgery. He's out probably until like at least March. Um, and then Duncan Robinson sprained his ankle, and you know that is that, that's probably like another week or so. He turned it pretty well, pretty good. So, um, but yeah, I think at least Jimmy and Tyler, the two biggest ones, like they should be back relatively soon. This the the importance of this stretch coming up after, uh, like we said, you 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 dropped a four game to below five hundred. Like, is there is there a point here where I don't want to say like panic because there's there's no like what what good does yeah. panicking do right like i mean they're they're gonna I, I would at this point i think they have they would probably have to be like pretty aggressively thinking about a trade at some point here right i mean we're a long way from the trade deadline but the way things are going it feels like if they want to 
contend this year and they want to contend obviously every year in, in Jimmy's prime because who knows how long it's going to last. Um, I, I would think a trade has to be a thought uh, at some point down the road, but like I don't know, 7-11, like a long way to go. We're not even at the quarter mark. Like at what point here are we like, all right, this team might just not have it this year. I mean, I think these next games are crucial. <laughs> like you've yeah. got to like stop the bleeding now. You can't fall deeper you know, under 500 mm-hmm. and this six game stretch coming up again, it's still early, but watch two Washington games, Atlanta, two Boston games and Memphis. Like it's not an easy stretch. If they go like one in five during this stretch, yeah, they end up, you know, eight and 16 after 24 games. Yeah. I mean, how do you not panic? Right. How do you, I mean, that's, that's tough to come back from. Like yeah. you're going to have to play, you know, to really get to like a five, six seed and avoid the play, and you're probably going to have to play like 10 games, 12 games over 500 just to get there over the rest of the year. Um, so yeah, this, this, they got to stop the bleeding now. Like they got to get a few wins again, like just try to survive, hover around 500 until you hit your stride, but you can't keep falling, you know, further away from 500 because that's, it's asking a lot for them to, to, to come back from that. And and really, like, just put themselves in a position where they can have playoff success. So the, these upcoming games, like, we, we get a little bit healthier, right? And, yeah. And you, you you string a couple wins together, and, and all of a sudden it, it feels a little bit better. But um, like we said, they, like it, it, again, it's hard to evaluate this team because it we is. haven't seen it. But like we, I mean, we've seen some moments. Obviously, I think last time we recorded it was on the heels of the. The Suns win, right? Yeah. Um, That's what I was saying. Like, things change fast, right? Like, we could yeah. come back next week and, you know, they would have been on a three-game winning streak. They just beat Atlanta and they're going into Boston with a 10-11 record. Not great, but still much better than they are right now. And it can be a different feeling. Like, things change fast. But point is, like, we haven't really seen too many encouraging things from this team. Yeah, right. So, so that, that's, I guess, the big question. Yeah. Like, what, what do we need to see from this team in these next couple of games? Um, other than, well, you know, they got to win, health, like you said, obviously, health, yeah. but like, like, can they, can they, re, you know, like we said, the, the Phoenix game kind of was like, that's how they want to win. Right. We just haven't seen a lot. Like, can they even replicate that blueprint or was that just a total outlier performance? I think that is like a huge question that still to, has yet to be answered. I think when they're healthy, they can still be a top 10 defensive team. And that's what they need to be to actually yeah. be like. Well, they, I mean, we've talked about it a team. lot. The person, like, when you have Jimmy Bam and Kyle Lowry, like, and Caleb, like, yeah. you should be good defensively. Like, and there's no the reason system. they should be as yeah. bad as they are. Yeah. yeah and, and uh, you know, obviously they're not going to play 60 zone possessions a game when they get everyone back like they were on the trip, which is just like, I think you would appreciate this quote. Kyle Lowry said after the Wizards game, we were the Syracuse Heat tonight um, because they played, like, 63 possessions. Don't want to be Syracuse right now, by the way. They're They're yeah. quite bad. You don't want to be the Heat right now either. You don't want um, to be the Heat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so, yeah, like, again, that's how different they had to play. They basically played zone the entire game because they didn't have any other option. They needed to get, stay, get keep guys out of foul trouble. They needed to conserve guys' energy. They didn't have a lot of their top defenders playing. Like, they had no other options. They played a very different than what their identity should be on the trip, mm-hmm. which, again, is probably why, like, one of them, maybe the one, like, thing – Positive and take away is like, okay, this is not really the heat. Like, they're going right. to be a lot different. But again, you're losing ground. But yeah, I think what we need to see moving forward is something closer to what they need to, like, your long term identity. Right. And it's hard to be that when you're not healthy. So I guess the first step is just getting guys back so you can be closer to what you expect to be. 
and they need to be better defensively. They can't have the second worst man defense in the NBA. That just can't happen if you're the Heat. Like you need to depend on your defense. You're not going to win many games with your offense. Just not the way you're built, right? Like you're a defensive led team. And if you're going to have one of the worst man defenses in the league, like uh, it's going to be hard to avoid the play in at that point. Yeah. Uh, the, the zone has been a fun gimmick for this team, a fun change up, uh, Going back all the way to the bubble, right? I think that's yeah. the best they ever looked even, at. It. Even before that, even like 2019, yeah. I think it was like 2018. That's true. Like, yeah, oh, I'd say yeah. the bubble is when they kind of like it looked the best. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a fun change. I mean, it's been a part of their every year. It's been part yeah. of the game plan since then. But it's just it, it's not one. It it if you're having to run it that much, like just not a good sign. And two, like it's just not gonna work every game or everyone would do it, right? Like it's hard right. to play zone in the NBA. It is. It is. And and to be fair, like their zone has been, again, very good. Really good. Series. Yeah. They're be- like way above average. Like that's the reason they're actually like ranked overall average in defense because their zone has been so good and they've been right. playing it so much. That's how good it's been. But like you said, just, is that a formula for success in the playoffs? Like, no, it's not. No, no. Like I, there's a reason why he don't play much zone in the playoffs. Right. They, they use it a lot in the regular season when the playoffs, we don't see it that much. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think here at this point, are doing anything they can just to win games, right? And that's what they need to do right now because of the personnel they have available. But again, they need to get cl- they need to get guys back so they could play the style or like the team they want to be. Because until they do that, we don't know what this team is. We don't know how they fit together yet, even though they have so many guys back, which is crazy to say, um, because so many things still need to be worked out um, that they haven't had a chance to do because so many guys have been in and out of the lineup. All right. I think that's a, as good a place to wrap up as any. A very, uh, you know, kind of unproductive conversation, frankly. Like, there's not a whole lot to take away from this trip, other than look, the record is bad, and eventually that's yeah. going to catch up to them. Like, they're, you know, you can, you can say, I oh, will be fine when we're healthy as much as you want, but those losses, losses all count the same in the end. And, uh, you know, a huge part of the Heat's success last year was how good they were in the regular season. Um, got anything good going on for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm in town. I'm in Miami, yeah, so that's you good. Are, yeah. Um, so yeah, just seen to spend it with the family. How about you? Yeah, just just hanging at home pretty much. Weird. Weird. The Wizards come in, and I guess they spend Thanksgiving in Miami, right? It's kind of weird. They come yeah. in to come in on Wednesday and then play again Thursday, right? Friday, or Friday. Friday. I mean, yeah. yeah. They're here. For them. They yeah. got here yesterday, and I guess they leave either Saturday morning or Friday yeah. night. I guess they're Thanksgiving in Miami. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst place to be. I would, I would yeah. say. Uh, all right, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. He's got all your heat coverage. Are you on this trip again? You heading up out on the road? I'm doing Atlanta. Atlanta. And then Barry Jackson, our colleague, has the two Boston games. And then Memphis, gotcha. I will do. So broke it up this one. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, I'll be at Miami's regular season finale on. Saturday and the Dolphins game on Sunday, and I'm much more excited to see the Dolphins play on Sunday. Are the Hurricanes going to make a bowl? Yes. Okay. I got a prediction. Prediction to win this weekend. Um, Okay. And they'll take that, right? Because that's the extra time is so valuable, like to practice. Yeah. They'll take the bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hope they get a like a really early bowl. I mean, like I would love the Gasparilla Bowl, which is I think a couple days before Christmas. Like, you know, really get my vacation started a little early instead of 
having to go to El Paso on New Year's Eve or whatever. So you don't want to be you don't want to be in Shreveport? No, no do not want to be in Shreveport. Um, <laughs> I, I think they could get that bowl though. I think that's in the mix uh, if they make it in. But I I think Gasparilla feels feels likely to me if they get in. But what do I know? Any chance they play the Gators in a bowl? I don't think so because Gators played in the Gasparilla Bowl last year, right? I think that was where they played UCF. Yeah. yeah. And they don't yeah. use they don't like to send teams to the same bowls uh, back to back years usually, okay. unless they I'm have. Always, so. I'm always rooting as a Gator as as a Gator alum and as a Miami native. I'm always rooting for the Gators and the Hurricanes to play in a bowl game. And there's always seems like there's a chance, but I, just I know. Like, yeah. You would think they would do it more. They would like set it up like that more yeah. often. But. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Uh, Thanks, as always, for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week.